we are back with another episode of the entrepreneurship podcast series where we interact with startup leaders and learn from the journey of success in today's episode we will be talking about startup management and raising investments also we will learn about the careers guidance service platform in beijing so introducing mr wahid ahmed zai who is the founder of nhub and secretary general of alumni talent alliance in beijing wahid is a serial entrepreneur and community builder based in beijing with years of extensive experience in hr leadership and startup management welcome wahid to us show thank you very much uh, i'm so excited to be here and i'm looking forward to a fun engaging and insightful conversation with you yes same here wahid same here um so wahid we will just first jump to about your organization you're leading two startups and one is nhub and so tell us about nhub you know you're the founder of nhub it is one of the first foreign enterprises registered in beijing chaoyang free trade zone which we need of course information about what it is and you know what struck you to start an enterprise uh, like nhub in beijing and why all right uh, wow uh, right to the biggest stuff huh yeah. uh, so i've been living in beijing for the past 8 years i did my bachelor's and master's in here and i was the vice secretary general for the international alumni association of our university uh-huh. and uh, during the past 5 or 6 years what we used to do is we used to help companies hire international talent so a lot of companies especially the built and made companies they used to come to us all the time and they were telling us how hard it is to get talent how hard it is to learn about the local business environment so let's say for example if a company wants to start a business in Nepal or like sell a product it's very hard for them to get the right information uh, to know about the product and also like the overall business environment in china is quite mature compared to other countries yes. so companies are very used to like you know already established a marketing platform to digital uh, e-commerce platform and everything right but we don't have those platform existing especially when we go to seo countries or let's say to belt and road countries yes. so we knew that the company who wants the chinese companies who wants to expand abroad they're looking for three things they're looking for talents they're looking for information and they're looking for the light right top okay so we say that how about we try to come up with a concept that brings all these three different elements together in local uh, ecosystems so those can be a landing platform for chinese companies who wants to expand let's say in iran let's say in afghanistan so that is the concept of inhub and it's much more like infinite hub oh nice so basically helping chinese companies expand abroad and we have like our own hubs in different countries and through those hubs they can actually go and try to uh, explore opportunities and uh, that's the basic idea for inhub when we started doing it we realized it's actually quite difficult <laughs> and quite expensive okay. and will take a long time so we're so it's been almost one and a half year but baby step we are slowly getting there hopefully this year we will be able to open our first hub in beijing and then maybe uh, in future in other places as well and the so our goal was also like you know to build bridges to bring um, to bring transparency and to facilitate business on a global level which was a uh, very um like our missions were aligned with Beijing Chaoyang free trade zone so we took part in an entrepreneurship competition mm-hmm. and uh, somehow they really loved our pitch and they said like well your company is really suitable to be Uh, one of the companies in Chaoyang Free Trade Zone, so that's um, how our company yes. won the competition, and we became one of the first uh, enterprises in Beijing Free Trade Zone. Oh wow! Okay, so I'm talking yes. about you. You shared us about uh, you know the Beijing Chaoyang Free Trade Zones. So, you know, tell our listeners what exactly is is it. You know, what's uh, what's the importance of it, and you know how how is it in Beijing. 
Amazing. And we actually have a really detailed document of um, explaining everything in English uh, for, uh, yeah. for our readers. So maybe we can share the links with them later as well. Yeah, sure. uh, Beijing, in 2000, from 2015, they were trying to shift toward um, a service-based economy or to a service economy. Uh-huh. Uh, so they came up with a policy called two zones. Now, the two zones refer to international demonstration zone for opening up the service sector and the free trade zone. So basically, okay. Beijing has two main policies. One is trying to open up the service sector, and the other one is like the Beijing free trade zone. Free trade zone in itself is split into three parts. So in one part of it, it's focusing on tech and innovation. Mm-hmm. The other one is focusing on the high-end industries. And uh, the one in Chaoyang is focusing on international services. Oh, nice. And it's trying to facilitate, um, like have better policies when it comes to taxes, when it comes to intellectual property, to talents, uh, these are stuff. And it's focusing much more, like each of these different districts are focusing on different things. Chaoyang is much more focusing on banking, finances, international services, education, healthcare. So if your company is in a part of any of these sectors and is trying to expand globally, then the mm-hmm. Beijing Future Zone is a really good place for you to come and start a business, um, have a really beneficiary tax uh, policies, and uh, also like, you know, great financial system. So that is the, a really bad description of what is Beijing Future Zone policies. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think the, I think that's a really great, uh, great concept and, and an interesting one. I mean, uh, we do not have anything like that, but uh, something, you know, dividing the whole economy into uh, these maybe zones, it would be much easier for anyone, you know, in, into the businesses where wants to expand or, you know, or want to start anything. So it's, it's going to be very easy for, you know, to, it's, since it's going to be secondized, right? Well, it is, you know, like China's economy for the past 20 years or so has been like, you know, the free trade zone is one of the main drivers. So, for example, Shenzhen was a free trade zone. Hong Kong is a free trade port. Shanghai is a free trade port, right? So you can actually test a lot of good policies over there. You can try to see how you can open up certain services toward foreign investment. And if that succeeds, then you can actually like, you know, implement those policies across many sectors, across many other cities. And we see the examples of it. Like altogether in China, I think we have 17 free trade zones. And now we see the signs of it in other countries as well, like especially like in built and road countries, like what is happening with Brother and Pakistan, or like, for example, there's free trade zones, I think, in Kazakhstan. So we see these signs of like, you know, these small posts that services are opening up to the world uh, in other countries. And that is going to be where uh, a lot of capital, a lot of resources, a lot of talent will be um, allocated to. And a lot of businessmen and companies will be looking, like, you know, going to these free trade zones to actually conduct their businesses so uh, yeah that's that's a really cool concept yes yes definitely definitely um you know so uh we just got to know um you did a virtual career fair in december which was a huge one in beijing and you know being the secretary general of the ata tell us you know what what is ata and how you got involved into it and you know as it it is promising young entrepreneurs to help uh, and guide in their careers you know how is ata doing it oh wow Uh so ATA is something, um, it's a nonprofit uh, career and entrepreneurship guidance platform for foreigners, especially for the students who studied in China or graduated from Chinese University. Mm-hmm. Uh, why we build that? Because we realized that we need a platform uh, to always be in touch with people who have been exposed to China, uh, who have lived and studied in China, and try to help them explore opportunities. And although there's alumni associations within each and every university, but they're limited in terms of their uh, access to resources, in terms of their um, number of like you know employees that they have, 
or how much services they can offer. So we are trying to build a centralized platform for all the students and alumni in China and focusing on helping them explore opportunities, helping them uh, have better career opportunities and also like, you know, support their entrepreneurship. Um, so when it comes to career, this was our first event. Um, this was our first virtual career. Yes. And the goal was not only to help foreigners um, find jobs, but it's also for us to understand what is happening overall in the job, what are some challenges and how we can raise awareness about the policies. And also we invite a lot of experts from the virtual career fair to discuss the future of job market, like what kind of um, skills will be necessary, let's say in three to five years, uh, uh, what the companies might be demanding from the talent. So what will be like, you know, what kind of um, industries will have the highest demand for international talent. So the virtual career fair was quite successful altogether. We we had more than uh, 18 com companies, uh, oh, wow. around 300 international students and alumni, and we had more than 30 open. And we were also able to invite like a, a representative from the Public Security Bureau to come and talk about the work visa policies as well. So we gonna so that was a really good start. I think a starting point for us. And yes, going forward, yes. uh, we're gonna still focus on on raising awareness about overall job market. And um, try to help foreigners and international talents collect with job opportunities. But at the same time, try to realize or try to understand what are the main problems, main barriers, and try to advocate for better platforms or build better platforms that can help foreigners, um, that, that can support their uh, careers. And maybe in future, we will also launch our own training programs or capacity building programs okay. uh, to not only help you find a job, but also help you excel at your job as well. Wow, that's really, really great. And you know, like, uh, since it was virtual, I, I also want to ask, like, do you do you have any plans of going, giving, a, giving some online career fair? You know, can we see it happening anytime soon? And AT is just, uh, you know, currently it's in Beijing. So do you have any plans for maybe people, like people like us or, or you know, reach out to more of the SEO youth and uh, help them, you know, help them anything with, since you also mentioned it's a non-profit thing that you guys are doing. So do you have any chance of you know, expanding it or maybe do an online career fair, something like that? Absolutely, absolutely. Like even for this event, we had a scholar as our media partner and supporter, so they helped us, like you know, promote the event as well. And um, going forward, a lot of companies are actually looking for talents in ACO countries. Yes. So there's a lot of opportunities in those local um, local ecosystems as well, right? And the good thing about organizing it virtually or online is we can actually we don't need to be there physically and are still able to conduct um, our events and connect people with opportunities. This year, we we will definitely do online career fairs, but we might select a better setup, uh, mm -hmm. look more interactive. That can also be more, I, I would say, is like tailor-made to SEO countries, right? So right now we're talking to different companies and we're going to see is like, okay, so let's say if um, 10 companies is looking for talents in Russia, then we can do one virtual career fair specifically for international talents from Russia or from Nepal. So we're, oh. we, and uh, apart from that is right now we're working on a new portal called Alumni Job Portal. Okay. And Alumni Job Portal is basically we're going to have like weekly job boards and that will be open for everyone. And based on the data that we will gather and based on how many jobs we will post on which country, that, like based on the demographics, mm -hmm. we will have like tailored uh, info sessions, 
workshops, uh, trainings, oh, career wow. fairs for okay. those countries. Okay, okay. That's that's really, really cool, definitely. You know, so anything happening very soon, do let me know. And of course, we will be informing our listeners also, you know, guys, we'll share all the links so I just connected with and we do want to help you learn all of these things, the great things that he's involved in. So yes, um, so Wahid, uh, we know you are helping so many people, you know, raising investments and today we need a bit of the secrets. Now, how can we need, you know, everyone needs investors to scale their businesses and uh, you have successfully successfully led numerous ventures to land 1 million RMB in valuations. And so, you know, g- give us some tips on landing investors and raising companies' valuation. How, how can one proceed Let me correct a couple of facts. Uh, So I have raised uh, capital for two of my previous startups. For each of them, I think we raised around 1 million RMB. And altogether, like the valuation of those companies, uh, maybe around uh, 25 million RMB or so. Um, But I think right now we are living in a totally different uh, time and era when it comes to raising capital, investment, and how VC sees the businesses. as a founder, I think you do not need to think about investment that much. Yeah. First of all, what you need to do is have a very clear idea of what your business is doing and where you want to take it, how you're going to grow it, or what yes. do you need uh, to grow it, right? All the times when we are trying to grow a business, uh, there's three main things we need. is It's, uh, it's the people, it's the talent, um, it's the market, and then we need, like, you know, um, capital. And all of them are the necessary tools to help you grow, right? So the first thing you need to ask yourself is, uh, how can I get capital without investment? Can my company generate the money or not? If not, okay, am I going to go get a loan? Am I going to go get an investment? And how I'm going to use this investment? And how this investment will help me grow my company? So if you want to come and think about investment just as a tool that helps your company grow, that helps your company go to the next stage, then you're on the right path. And when you go and talk to the investors, it makes quite sense for them, right? Because you're using their capital quite well because your goals are very clear because you have a really clear plan, right? A lot of the times uh, why investors or why companies fail is they take investment for the sake of taking an investment or they see it as an achievement like, hey, we landed investment. I'm actually not proud of um, my previous two investments. I was like, uh, no, because we were not so clear about how exactly we're going to use the money, how, how we're going to grow our business. So I think for founders, it's like, do not worry about the investment itself. Worry mm-hmm. about how you're going to grow your company and do you need capital to help you grow, right? And if you have a very clear plan and a strategy, investors are going to come to you and they're going to pay for, like, you know, they're going to pay for the expenses. They're going to invest in your company and they will actually come and support you. And especially when you're an early startup um, entrepreneur, you realize that money is not all that you need. You actually need expertise. You need resources. You need connections, right? And those are also forms of investment. So think about the tools that you require to grow your business and then go get those tools. And any of those tools is a kind of investment, but you use investment mm-hmm. to make your dreams, make your goals come true. Okay, okay. That's that's a really, really cool advice. I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it totally makes sense. And, you know, money is actually not the only investment that you need, you know, to run your startup. And there are a lot of other things and a lot of other factors that people do need. So, yes. Um, and I would also like to say... Um, 
you're from Afghanistan originally and you know then you settled there in Beijing with your with your own startups and your education and you know so um, the war in Afghanistan has ended but you know the country is still in a state of turmoil and you know so do you have any plans to extend any of your organization services you know to your home country because um you have NHUB and you're into ATA and you know you've been doing really great there in Beijing so you know any plans of extending any of your organizations you know it could be any anyone Definitely. Um, I think uh, we have been paying very close attention to Afghanistan okay. all this time, especially for the past few months, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking about what is my role and if I have to support my countrymates or my country in one way or another, way, yes. what will be those? And so I ended up on two things. Uh, first is education. Second is economy, right? Yes. And um, the first thing is we are trying to figure out is how we can train the talents better. Because if we want to if we want to rebuild our country, it starts with education. So this is one of the sectors that we are trying to see how we can come up with better courses, better programs, better platforms to educate our youths, to right. equip them with the knowledge and tools necessary to excel. That's the right. first thing. And the second thing is economy. For the economy part, I think it's like the most important thing is like uh, SMEs, small, medium enterprises are the main drivers for for countries like us. So the next thing for us is like, in case we open a hub in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. how are we going to be able to support the SMEs? How we can uh, create a more inclusive, more transparent ecosystem that enables investments to come in? That also is like, you know, use these investments wisely and support these startups and try to create or try to um, cultivate a culture of innovation and a culture of uh, willingness to learn, uh, openness. So I think right now, I know there's a, we, the war ended, but we are in a new well, like we got into a new war, which is basically the, um, the economy war, right? Yes. And um, so I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like trying to figure out how we can educate people and how we can build better environment for SMEs to thrive. I think these are the two things I'm focusing myself. And uh, we are also looking for different solutions. But right now, uh, it's still like, you know, the time that I need to observe more, that I need to learn more, that I need to find the right solutions that can be implemented in Afghanistan. Yes, yes. And and of course, it needs to be uh, done in a very, very, you know, wise manner, we would say, because um, it's not so easy to uh, get things done there. And, um, you know, so you've already been a part of it, maybe... Uh, a bit of inside inside information you were, you should be having, you know, so how to actually get things done there, right? Well, I think right now my whole focus is like if I have to do anything for Afghanistan is to support the youth, is okay. to educate them, empower them, equip them with the skills and knowledge and to to cultivate the culture of innovation among the youth. I think that is the most important thing that if I could do something, that would be it, right? Yeah. And we do it through, like even like um, InHub is open for everybody. ATA is open for everybody, not only for um, Afghans, but for yeah, students yeah, and yeah, alumni from every country, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, we are like building these inclusive platforms that like, you know, that that's, that's like open for every culture, every country and stuff. And we do hope that people get inspired through our platform. And we, and when we make these programs, trainings and initiatives, mm-hmm. I do hope it can also support their dreams and their missions as well. Yes, 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 definitely. That, that's really, really nice. Okay. Um, um, you know, so um, 
you are into so many organizations you know and uh, every time we are interacting i'm always learning you know you you've got you've started either you started a new organization or you know you're something something new <laughs> you know sir you're always doing these incredible things you know and it actually very amazes me all the time so you know like uh, and now that you have experience in you know the leadership and startup management you know, so have you always been like this you know like focused and had been driven to your goals you know so or was there a specific time period or specific you know a uh, specific incident in your life that transformed you to the person you are today you know so who inspired and like what inspired you exactly wow <laughs> well well actually i was thinking the other day and i realized like we pretty much open a new startup every year <laughs> <laughs> yes. which was very exciting it's like okay the name civil entrepreneur makes sense now <laughs> uh, i think um, i started my first um, company or i took part in a startup team uh, all the way back in 2000 i was i think i was um, i was 20 years old and wow. um, i was just excited to be a part of the team i had i had no idea how business works i i didn't even knew properly like what they're trying to do they just told me it's like hey we want to build a company do you want to join us i was like of course i'm so excited as i like, and i was just very excited to be a part of a part of a team that that's trying to create value right and uh, i was very eager to learn i i think i started with the intentions of learning more about how things works and i wanted to learn about how running a business uh, what is like the procedure of it and how does it actually works and so that's it it's like i was a student and i'm still a student right and uh, well, i think not appropriately we would not count you as but okay <laughs> and um and that was it i was very excited to learn and the more i started like you know and like you know getting into it the more i spent time the more excited i become uh it was like basically it opened my eyes uh, it broadened my horizons right and every time when we do a new project or a new business and stuff mm-hmm. is what i can learn from it or what is there is like, something new that i can experience and that was it and was just extremely eager to learn uh i think the rest like leadership drive focus and everything came out later um after i took more responsibilities i realized that i have spent a lot of times in the startup ecosystem and now i have to assume a lot of different roles and there's a specific goals that i need to achieve there's a team that depends on me uh, there's a lot of uh, things at stake here so that's why i had to be focused i had to assume the role of leadership i had to be um i had to work harder and that slowly slowly built like my startups built me and made me the person who i am it's not that i made those startups those those startups made me and i think that's that's like the what has been going on and it's been a continuous learning journey and um uh, that's why i i don't think so it was just it wasn't just one inspiration or stuff but right now my focus is not only learning is about um making things better and uh solving questions right is like yeah. okay let's see if there's a problem how we can solve it or um, do we have better methods right so for example right now everything i do i take a platform based approach mm-hmm. it's like okay there is a new question there is a new problem can we have a platform based approach where we um where we collaborate with different stakeholders and try to create like you know and look at it from a holistic have a holistic approach to solve it and uh, when we create this platform uh, is it possible that we can launch 
multiple projects on this platform at the same time? Is it possible to make this platform open to everyone? Yeah. And how are we gonna how are we gonna um, scale our impact, or how are we gonna uh, try to like you know address other problems and raise awareness at the same time that, that we're focusing on this one big, big issue? Right. And uh, yeah, and um, what inspires me is helping people. I, I realize that all of these startups we did to a certain extent really help people, help them find jobs, help them start a business, help them acquire new skills, or just like you know just made the life for some people better uh, might be a little bit but it 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 made a change and uh, when i think that is like you know why i'm so excited about everything i do is like i see how we sometimes we create impact and how it makes people happy mm-hmm. and a couple of times i was walking on the streets and a couple of people like stopping like hey thank you for this or thank you for that that's, <laughs> that's, that's I, this so is like cool. the best thing that happened to me yes yes i can totally <laughs> yeah, imagine so that it, it was like, you know, it feels like, you know, it's like we did it right. You know, it's like all yeah, those problems, yeah. all those, because every single day we wake up, we have like a thousand things to solve, a thousand problems to solve. But when people come and thank you for the services that your company offered like three years ago, it just is like, worth it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's actually cool. And, you know, that's that's actually the true quality of a startup, you know, startup leader, I would say, is actually, you know, looking for a problem which hasn't been solved. And, uh, uh, and of course, uh, it's about people, you know. So in the end, who are you doing it for? You're, you're actually doing things to make easier lives for people, you know. So it's all these three things. Actually, I'm also intimidated by it. Like, you know, a lot of people do talk about it. Like, if you if you find a problem, you look for the solution and, you know, voila, you know, that's, that's the path you actually should be taking. I agree with you, right? So, for example, uh, when I realized that there's no platform for international students to stay connected with China, we started ATA. When we realized that there's not a very good, uh, I would say, bridge for entrepreneurs to get inside these um, local business ecosystems, we mm-hmm. started our own entrepreneurship competition. Uh, when we realized people doesn't know about policies, we did policy awareness. Yeah. When we realized that it's very difficult for, for students to find jobs, we started alumni job Right. Oh, so every time when we see a problem is instead of like, you know, trying to like, oh, why these problems exist? It's like, let's get it started. Let's try to solve it. Let's build a platform. Maybe this platform can be more. Right. So, for example, for the alumni job portal, the goal is to help students find jobs. But mm-hmm. now it serves more than that. It's a community. It can, yeah. um, yes. it can help companies also like, you know, um, promote their products, promote wow. their operations, promote their services. And it helps the students, you know, we we are working on a function called Hire Me. So students can come and have their own profile and they can like, you know, companies can hire them on part-time basis or freelancing oh, basis, right? That's so really nice. I think what is like, you know, yeah. So every time when we do something, it's like, all right, what is the problem? Uh, does anybody... Is anybody else working on it? And how are they doing? Are they doing good? All right. If they're doing really good, we're going to go and support them. We don't need to create new platform. But if we realize that there's 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 no right platform, then we think, okay, so we come back. It's like, okay, let's break it down and let's try to solve it. Okay. Okay. That, that's really, really nice, you know. And, um, you know, so uh, I think we, sh- we will be moving to our last session, last question of the main session. So I would want to ask you, you know, this is this is one interesting question that I have actually thought to ask you, you know. So um, you have always been a part of Scholar Network. 
you know. And uh, you know, since a while, we've been watching you in most of our events, and uh, you know, being as a speaker or being as a, you know helping uh, helping the HP team, you know, with something. And you know, so um, uh, you know, Scholar has been uh, working to connect the youth of SEO, and you know, so share us your views on voluntary organizations like like Scholar Network, and you know, how impactful can they be contributing to careers of students and professions professionals? You know, so why should people, uh, you know, be a part of voluntary organizations? You know, how can it help or contribute uh, something to the part of lives? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good question. I'm I'm actually quite fond of a startup uh, a scholar network. I really love it. Every time I go there, I meet new people. I meet new, inspiring, amazing, intelligent people that I can talk and engage with. And that's one of the reasons I'm so supportive of it. Every single time, you you you're one of you're one of them. It's like I go there. It's like I'm so excited to see these young people, so passionate, uh, so driven to do something better right so yeah. i think the most important thing for me is getting inspired by the youth community mm-hmm. but for you it can be more than that um it can be the start of your career right uh, as a volunteer in such platforms you're able to put a lot of your skills to use yes and you have a bigger room to like you know you can you can have a lot of uh, profound experiences over there right and if you're working on a project even if you make a lot of mistakes the stakes are not that high so you're able to practice Uh, you're able to have access to a network of resources to a lot of influential people right so for a lot of the youth not only you will have a really good community that can inspire you Mm -hmm. but you also have a good platform that you can put your skills and experiences to practice and from there you're going to build your career one by one Uh, one of uh, funny things i realized recently in beijing that a lot of these amazing entrepreneurs or employees or impact makers who are among our like you know foreign community or foreign expat community in Beijing have all of them started from a community whether it's like scholar IA ATA Beehive startup branch right people who were very active at the early age or like at their at the maybe when they were like in college maybe when they were like you know in their first grade in university or kind of thing they became really successful really resourceful and useful people right so yeah i i think it's like it's much i would say it's like if you are a student university mm-hmm. student um you can learn a lot of things maybe in your classes but yeah. if you want to have a really good career the starting point is not the university is these non-profit is these organizations Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um. You know. Also, these voluntary organizations do help you. You know, explore the side of you which uh, you know you might have been interested in, but then uh, you know you've really not got the platform or an opportunity. You know, to explore that part of you or that skill of yours. I mean, absolutely right. So, for example, look at you and a lot of these projects and stuff. Right. You yeah. you will have the opportunity to be a part of something way bigger than you. And oh. honestly, like if when you, you when you're like 28, 26, 27 years old and you finally like, you know, leave university, you will realize how hard it is to have a job that can create that much impact as you did in these organizations. Right. Yeah. Or the companies will have so much requirements for you. Right. Because the stakes are very high. Mm-hmm. But as a youth, if you have such opportunities to be part of these multinational 
uh, organizations with a very big group of people with a lot of experts and a lot of uh, thought leaders, right? Right. That is amazing. I mean, a lot of the people, even when they're 30 or 40 years old and they work for a bigger company, they will not have that kind of opportunity to create that kind of impact. So, yeah, I, I think it's, um, these are like, you know, when we say what drives like the, the impact in our societies, most of the times is these organizations. Yes, 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 definitely. I mean, uh, it, I, it's, it's my own journey that I feel like, you know, there are a lot of things that I've learned through this whole, uh, through, through the, you know, opportunities that Skull Network has given us. And also, uh, I'm also a part of Rotrack and it's been a very long time, you know, I'm involved into a lot of voluntary organizations now. So it's, it's really good, you know, so because you not only find uh, your skills or your mind in the right place, but you find a lot of friends and, you know, you, you keep on learning every day each year with any of the projects and, you know, you keep on doing so many things that you would not be doing you know, actually, at your workplace, actually. I, actually, my whole journey started from there. So I, I started my journey when I first came to China. I took part in IEC, which is International Students Union. Then I took part in IA, right? And mm-hmm. over a, at the IA and IEC, I met a lot of people. And they invited me to come, like, you know, join the first startup. And I was like, all right, this is good. My second startup was with my friend from IA as well. My third startup was basically creating an IA for the whole, it's like basically creating a, a student union for the whole Beijing, right? right so right. all of, like, you know, how I built my career or whatever I have been doing is all because I started from these nonprofit organizations. That That's really nice. And I think I'm also learning the same thing. So yes, I do agree with it. So that's a wrap for our main session. We will be now moving towards our Fast 7 session, Wahid, where we want to know about you as a person and, you know, um, a, a bit of your personal life exactly. So, you know, your likes and dislikes about a few things. So, and, and the answer should be really quick. All right. Okay. So shall we start? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So on a scale of I, I one to ten, I will be short. <laughs> okay. No, no. This is a fast seven session. You have to. You have to be quick. All right. So starting now. Question number one. On a scale of one to All ten, right. how would you rate yourself as an entrepreneur? One. Really? You could increase. I, I don't see myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I see myself as an entrepreneur anymore. I'm much more like a facilitator, supporter, consultant. Okay. I try to help people see things clearly. You're, you're so really I need to smart, redo my I would say for this, for this question, you're really smart. Okay. So number two, you know, so everyone's talking about success and, you know, life has always been a constant struggle uh, for all of us. And uh, there are times when we fail. So, you know, what is your point on failure? I, I, I don't think we should even think about the word failure or success. I think these two words have uh, have taken took away the meaning from life you know it turned life into a game of like you know always succeeding always or like you know failures and stuff i think life should be about the journey life should be about continuously doing good things you know it's about the the, the process of doing this stuff right and when we try to make everything you know failure or successes it actually sometimes distracts us from the more valuable things you know so I, I do believe that we should not have these words failure or success in our dictionary. Wow. wow. Okay. That, that's really, really nice. Okay. So number three. Well, yeah, it's like everything is uh, all right. I'm not going to go <laughs> on it, but maybe some other. <laughs> <laughs> three things that you cannot live without. 
coffee, my phone, my pull-up bar. Thank you. Sorry, I couldn't get the last one. What was it? Pull-up bar. I, I like to do pull-ups oh, in gym. Okay, okay, okay. So um, the worst advice you've got? See, you ask me these tough questions and you want me to answer. <laughs> I don't think there's a... There's no such thing as worse or better, like good. It's just like objective. Uh, I like the advices that helps me explore. I don't like people giving me answers. I like people to tell me how I can find the answers. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Okay. So are you a YouTube person? Yes. Big okay. time. Okay. So tell us two YouTube channels. Among my three things I cannot live without. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. So um, the name us two YouTube channels that you think are helpful for today's entrepreneur. Or that you follow, you know? I think uh, the first, uh, I think um, one would be Slide Bean. Um, they have a lot of uh, really um, concise, short videos about the startup business models and everything. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that one. And Y Combinator, especially the founder of Y Combinator, every time he comes in, he gives such insightful workshops and uh, they have amazing, like, you know, videos over there uh, telling you about what mistakes entrepreneurs make, how to build better products and stuff. So Y Combinator and Slidebeam will be two of the top channels I will suggest to to people who are just starting. Okay. So um, uh, as a serial entrepreneur, what do you think will be the next gold rush? I will not reverse and I will not say NFT. For the past two months, everybody's bugging me about it. Yes. But it's not that. I think because our audience is from SEO countries. I, I think the next school rush is anything that can make the world a better place. Uh, especially for us, is like when you're a young entrepreneur, do not, do not get distracted by these jargons, NFTs, blockchains, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't make sense, right? Just try to make your society a better place. Just try to make better products that can help your community. Just help people around you. Just make your society a better place. That is the best type of startup you can have. Mm-hmm. Do not worry about the gold rush. Those things will come to play later. Like if you're an investor, I can tell you the trends and that makes a lot of sense to you. As an entrepreneur, you do not need to look at the trends. You need to look at the problems and solve it and make the world or your community a better place. Yes, yes, definitely. That, that's, that was a really, a really good one. Um, so one advice for our listeners today? Be positive. I mean, it's, especially we are living in a time that it's really easy to, to like, you know, to be in these uh, black holes of negativity called Facebook and Twitter. So it's always good okay. to have a positive approach to life. Yes, that was really insightful. Yes. So last question for today, um, you describe our podcast series in three words. Youth-oriented, thoughtful, and inspiring. Thank you. So um, that's a wrap for the whole session. Thank you, Wahid, for joining us and, you know, sharing your whole journey with us today. We are, you know, truly grateful to you always. Uh, and, you know, every time you come up with a new startup and you tell us about the whole thing and, the, you know, the, the problems that you found and the solutions you're looking forward to. And, you know, you're, you're always such an amazing person to speak to. You know, I've, I've always looked forward to our conversation and uh, having you here today because it was really nice. Thank you for having me. I love uh, Scholar Network. I love uh, what you guys are trying to do with the podcast. And I do hope this podcast can also be uh, insightful to some people. I do hope that my experiences can be useful. But at the end of the day, it's your journey. I would like to say is listen to other people, learn from them, but follow your own path and have a positive approach 
and have a learning mindset, have a growth mindset. And that's it. That's all you need in life. It's just like, you know, have a positive approach and go on a journey of learning and exploration. And a lot of good things will come to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, you know, so um, my last thing that I want to give to our listeners today is, you know, if any of our listeners do want to reach out to ATA, you know, so how can they do it? And, uh, you know, what would be the procedure? I think you can uh, search for us um, in LinkedIn or the WeChat. We have official accounts in WeChat. We also have accounts in LinkedIn. Just search Alumni Talent Alliance uh, yes, yes. or InHub, or you can search my name in LinkedIn, Wahid Ahmad Zai. And um, I hope to see a lot of our audiences connect with me and reach out to us. And hopefully we can help you explore your opportunity. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. We will be sharing all the links in our description of the podcast. Do wait for it. And, you know, do reach out to Wahid or ATA, you know, as is mentioned. Um, for anything, it's non-profit thing that they're doing. So you can get an easy access just by reaching out to the people. So just do it. All right. So now ending our session for today. Thank you so much, Wahid, once again for this amazing opportunity and uh, we can always uh, maybe you know next time we have we talk to you about speak to you about your new startup again and uh, we would always love to you love to have you on board you know in all of our seasons so thank you thank you very much